I want to talk about calling on God <clears throat> this morning. Calling on God. Um, there's a general season right now that I believe, because the Lord's been whispering it to us as we've waited on the Lord as an eldership team, as we've been listening end of last year, beginning of this year, there seems to be a call in the spirit that I think resonates beyond just our, our little church. I think it's a call to the, the global church from the Lord to say, hey, I want you to return to me. I want you to get, I want you to rend your heart. I want you to uh, come back seeking me. I want you to focus on me. I want you to put aside other things. I want your heart. I need the attention of my bride right now. I, it's, I feel like the Lord is clapping his hands and saying, hey, 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 give me attention. Come here and come back to me. The kids who've wandered off a little, the, the kids who, come, come here, come, come back. There's a moment here for us to hear and hearken and listen and call on the Lord. And so I felt this morning that's what we need to get to. So I want to talk a little bit about this season that we're in and what is appropriate in this season. And I think what is appropriate in this season is a, is a calling on God with all of our heart. Open-hearted crying out to God. And I think that's gonna, that's gonna be put on the agenda by the Holy Spirit. And there's some of you who, who go, yeah, I'm already on that agenda. The Lord has put me in that place and I've been doing that for a little while now. And, uh, but I think it's an agenda that the Holy Spirit has set up uh, for this time because of what he's going to do in and through us and in and through this nation and in the nations of the world and his kingdom is, is getting ready to invade. But before the kingdom can invade, he needs something from his people. And, and I think that's the call right now. Hey, hey, come back to me with all your heart. Give me your attention, focus. Because I got things to say. There's things I want you to know about me. And uh, so that's where we're going. John Stott said, what redemption remedies is the fall, what it recovers and reestablishes is creation. Uh, it's important to me that we have a view that goes beyond and goes further back than the fall of man. So much in the church has been made of the fall and the evil of sin and the reprobate nature of humankind. That, and we stop there. I think we should go back a little further because if you'll just go back a little further before the fall, you'll understand what God had dreamed up for mankind. And so when, when you understand the original intent that God had, the dream that God had for mankind, then you understand why the fall was, was the dream of the enemy because he had to stop that intent. I think we don't go back far enough. And so when Jesus came to reestablish at the cross what was lost at the fall, he put in mind, he brought us back to a, a massive inheritance. So let me just explain it like this. Mankind is the crowning act of an intentional creator. Okay, Mankind exists as God's co-regent in a world that was created for him and her. We exist as the crowning act of an intentional creator. We are co-regents with God in a world that was created for us. So Adam woke for the first time in his life to the smiling face of a glorious creator in a wonderful world that he had been given authority over. Woman woke to two smiling faces. She was given that same authority. Understand, the original intent of God. God's original intent for mankind was not that we become slovenly slaves, that we drag ourselves into his presence, that we're constantly, oh, I'm a woman, not a man, don't even look at me. That was never the intent of God. The intention of God was that we reign on this planet in his name, in his stead. 
We are co-regents with God, and that was what was established uh, at the beginning, was lost at the fall and re-established by the cross. Hello. As co-regent, people who were assigned the authority on the earth, man was the necessary conquest that the enemy needed to bring down if, because he wanted to attempt a coup. So much has been made of the fall, but the reason for the fall was the unbelievable destiny and plan of God for mankind. What was lost at the fall by Adam was restored through the cross of Jesus. Now in this co-regency of mankind, God, the most faithful being in the universe, promised, I will walk with you through this, Adam and woman. I'll not leave you or forsake you in the middle of it. I will not leave you as orphans, but I will come to you. I will answer you when you call. I will respond every time you act in faith. And when you have no strength left, I will be your strength on your behalf. And when you have no faith left, I will remain faithful to you. He is a co-creator. He created a co-regent with us to administer his will and his heart and his government on the earth. Now, sometimes life throws so much pain at us and, and that pain is so intense or our fear is so great and it's gotten the better of us that we lose sight of what God intended and we get caught down a rabbit hole. So today's message I'm hoping is a, an encouragement and a reminder and I'm hoping it will inject a little bit of faith into your spirit. God has promised. He did that on purpose. God promised some things that you may not yet have seen and he did it because he wants you to know that I'm absolutely going to do this for you and I'm giving you this promise so that you can cling to it when the days are dark. God didn't give you a promise because he wanted to tease you. He gave you a promise because he anticipates that you'll grab hold of it and the promise will hold you steady in the dark days. Amen. Stand this ground when the day of evil comes against the roar of the enemy and the best that this world can throw at you and you'll hold these promises and the promises will hold you. So I wanna look at returning to the Lord, returning our hearts and our attention and committing ourselves to Him and His purpose and His focus again. It is still the wisest thing to do. Even when the days are easy, the fear of the Lord is still the beginning of wisdom. Seeking the Lord is still whole and right and just. Going after God with all of your heart is still the primary issue of wisdom that you can do, no matter what your days are like. But the call for this year is to return to the Lord wholeheartedly. So I wanna talk specifically about how we call on the Lord, why it's important, what it produces and how to do it. And we're gonna practice. Calling out when you're in trouble is normal. We'll call for help from strangers if the need is great enough. Somebody help. But there's a special kind of intimacy that's communicated when we call on the Lord when we're in trouble. When we say, Lord, I, I need your help, it's communicating to him, you are the one I trust. I believe you can help me. I know that you want to help me. I'm trusting in you. There's a special kind of intimacy. There's a general call for help. Everybody does that when you're in trouble. Somebody call a doctor. So let's look at what God said. If you call, this is what I'll do. So I just wanna look at that a little bit in the word. 
Number one, God said he'd hear if you call. Heaven's ear is tuned to the voice of callers. And it's not merely the sound of voices that are lifted up, but it's the inherent faith that is embedded in the calling. I believe in you. I believe that you're able. You are the one that I want salvation from. There's all of that built in. When I call to God, that's all mixed in the mix. And God really appreciates the faith inherent in the call. God, I need your help. Your call has power with God. And he hears it. So let me give you some scriptures. Psalm 17, 6. I call on you, my God, for you will answer me. Turn your ear to me and hear my prayer. Lamentations. I called on your name, Lord. From the depths of the pit, you heard my plea. Let me just say, the scriptures are full of this. I couldn't get, you know, I just, I'm just giving you a smattering, just a little taste, full of this. You came near when I called and you said, do not fear. One John. This is the confidence we have in approaching God that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Well, Greg, that, that doesn't actually mean anything. Uh, uh, the qualification is if, if it's according to his will. Well, Jesus said, if his will is done in heaven, then it, you can in, enforce it on the earth. What exists in heaven? Melissa was sharing with me. Bill Johnson said, if you... Uh, there's no devil in heaven. If you have a heavenly mindset, there's no space for the devil. What the enemy is saying is he's got to be thrown away. He's cast out of heaven. You don't have to have that in your head. You have to have what the Lord says and what he wants, and you have to speak from that perspective. Don't get stuck on the earth. But if we know uh, he hears us, then whatever we ask, we know that we, we have what we've asked of him. It's important that you know God has heard. And the, and the simple discipline of coming to the Lord and saying, Lord, I'm calling. I need to know that he's heard. Now there's some people, there's some people sitting in this room who are in the process of the long battle. The lies of the long battle have, 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 are starting to make sense to you, right? It's been a long battle for you. You've been, you've been crying, you've been praying, and it hasn't felt like the Lord has heard. And I just wanted to give you a little truth because I said, man, I understand, Lord. As I was preparing, I go, Lord, I know some people, because they've spoken to me. It's not, I know some people who are, who are in, in a tough, tough time right now. And Lord, if I say this out loud, then they're going to be like, man, I've tried that, Greg, and it's not working for me. And I just want to say the nature of the kingdom is that the kingdom works when God promises and you add a little faith to it. That's the gospel of Jesus Christ. The gospel is the proclamation of good news. And when you add faith to the proclamation of good news, it has power to transform your life. I'm not ashamed of this gospel. It is the power of God to transform our entire life. This gospel has power, but it needs a little bit of faith. So I'm just gonna say, I'm trying to inject a little faith this morning because I'm telling you, if you call according to the word of God, God will hear. Why not instant deliverance? I don't know. But I do know he hears. What else will he do? He'll come close. Oh, I like this. 
He'll come close to those who call, the scripture says. The Lord is close. So I just wanna say to you, when you call, whether you feel it or not, I want you to savor that reality. It's not always possible to feel, but let the promise of the scripture give you comfort and find you peace about it. If you call, he will be near. Psalm 145, 18, the Lord is near to all who call on him. I'm really hurting here. I'm really struggling here. Well, then call to the Lord. Why? Because according to that scripture, the Lord is near when you call to him. And right now, I I could really, really enjoy the nearness of God. This is my favorite, Isaiah 58, 9. Then you will call and you'll cry for help and he will say, here I am. A couple of years back, the Lord gave me that scripture, jumped out and bit me in the heart. And the Lord said, every time you call, you'll hear this. And then for months, I would, I'd, I'd wake up in the middle of the night and I'd say, Father, and I'd hear his voice. Here I am. Yay. Something beautiful about that. Yeah. You'll call and you'll hear me say, here I am. The Lord is near to those who call on him. There's this, this is, this is for free. Some of you, this is completely, stick with me. Song of Songs for, there's a little cameo of this little letter, love letter saga of this woman who writes her love and her poems for her lover and he writes back to her. And, and uh, there's, this, there's this moment where he comes to her at night and they're not married yet, but he, he, he's going, hey, open the door for me. And she's going, ah, I'm in bed and I don't wanna get out and my feet are dirty. And he's like, hey, hey, psst. You know, I'm here. And she's like, mm. And then she says, okay. And then she gets up and she's gonna about open the door and then he's gone. But there's myrrh on the handle of the door. There's a fragrance left. In the, in the east, there was, there was, you'd bolt the door from inside, but there would be a little hole where you could reach in and unlock your door, right? So he's standing at the door and asking to come in. He could open the door himself and come in, but he doesn't. He, he's, he's waiting for the invitation from her. And, and while she's thinking about it, eventually he leaves myrrh on the door, which was a sign in the east of when you were courting somebody, you would leave flowers or fragrance on the door handle to say, I was here and this is a little whisper of how much I think about you. You'd leave a fragrance on the door handle and she gets up and there's myrrh on the door handle. And I, I just wanted to say that I feel like in the season, some of you who've been feeling like God's far away, if you will get up to open the door, you'll find his fragrance left on the door handle. The, the, the mark of the head of the lover leaning against the door calling to you. I want you to know the Bible says he hears and he comes near. The Lord is near to those who call. Number three, God will answer. He hears, he comes close, and he answers. I've discovered not all answers are equal. 
Sometimes this is radical. Sometimes, like Psalm 18, David said, smoke came out of his nostrils, fire came out of his mouth. He grabbed, the, he rode on the angels. The, the, the storm went ahead of bolts of lightning and thunder. God thundered from heaven. He seas split. He came down because I called and he reached down and he saved me. And I go, yes, do it again, Lord. And sometimes his ways are beyond tracing out. And I call and there's no immediate, there's no fireworks, there's no stuff. It feels like the heavens are brass, but in a week or two time, I look around and I've ended up in the place that I called out for God for. Somehow he worked it out. And I didn't see the way it happened. I didn't even perceive that it was happening, but suddenly I find myself walking in the answer that I cried out for. Not all the answers are the same. But the fact that he answers, that remains. Isaiah 58. Then you will call and the Lord will answer. Psalm 120. There's a bunch, there's a bunch of this. I call on the Lord in my distress and he answers me. The Lord will answer you. That's a promise. But a call to the Lord, a clear, focused supplication that's presented to him. Lord, save me. Lord, help me. Lord, heal me or deliver me or support me or protect me or gather me to your arms or tell me something. Every time will be answered. Number four, God will deliver. If I call out to God in the day of my trouble, it will always result in deliverance. No matter what kind of distress I'm in, he can and will deliver me. Psalm 50. Sacrifice thank offerings to God, fulfill your vows to the Most High, and call on me in the day of trouble. I will deliver you, you will praise me. It's a nice contractual understanding. You call, I deliver, you praise. You think you guys are up for that? You call, he delivers. You say thank you. I like that. Seems like it's easy. Psalm 107. They cried out to the Lord in their trouble and he brought them out of their distress. Call and I will deliver you. It's going to require some responsive etiquette. Praise him after he delivers. Which means that sometimes when the Lord does it quietly, we can often miss the fact that he answered the prayer, but not in the way that I wanted. He didn't do the spectacular, but it's always supernatural. He brought me out of my distress. And how easy it is and how quick we are to forget the distress when we're no longer under it. God will reveal or speak, or teach. God, if I call out to him, will allow him to have a moment to explain and educate and speak to the people whose attention he has. He said, if you call to me, I'll show you great and amazing things. How about the scripture that says, those who call to the Lord understand justice fully. But the, the wicked don't understand justice at all. But those who call to the Lord, they understand it entirely. Why? Because when you call to the Lord, he goes, you want that? Okay, come here. Let me just explain. Before I give that to you, we just need to fix a few things here. Those who call to the Lord understand justice fully. Why? Because of this principle that if you call, he, he explains. 
There's about five people that, that was really for you. That's fine. Jeremiah 33, three. Call to me, I will answer you and show you great and unsearchable things. You don't yet know. I can, I'm pretty sure there are, there's a boatload of amazing and unsearchable things I don't know. I'm a little behind, I feel, on the unsearchable stuff I don't know. And the answer is, if you call to me, I'll show it to you. You can never earn it. You won't be able to study it out. You won't be able to trace it out. You can't find it out. But if you call to me, I'll give it to you. I praise you, Father, maker of heaven and earth, Jesus said that you've hidden these things from the wise and the learned, but you've given them to the little children. There's some profound things. There's some amazing understandings. God gives freely to those who call and he hides from the people who go, oh, I'm there. Never get it in all life. God will bless. Are you still with me? Yeah. Calling unlocks my experience of God's goodness. Rich blessings are the fruit of calling out to God. Because calling is connected to faith and faith unlocks the inheritance <clears throat> that I didn't deserve or work for but that Jesus deserved and worked for on my behalf and when I believe and call, I reach into a magnificent inheritance and I have access to it. <clears throat> if, I, if I take the route of I'm gonna earn all of that, well, then I'm on a pathway that's gonna take me the rest of my life and I will never attain it. But you and I can attain it right now. We can skip years of religious effort by calling in faith. I like this path. Romans 12. There is no difference between Jew and Gentile for the same Lord is Lord of them all and richly blesses all who call on Him. I didn't write that. I'm just reading the Bible. People go, you make this up? No, that's what the Bible says. For you, Lord, are forgiving and good, abounding in love to all who call on you. God is always abounding in love and good and forgiving. But you get to experience it when you call. Doesn't make him, doesn't make him that when you call, but you get to experience that because you call. That's who he is, and your calling connects us to him. Now, let's get down to how to, and then we're going to practice. How to call on God. Number one, when you're in trouble. As the Bible says in a bunch of scriptures, call on me in the day of trouble, then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, there's a, there's a boatload. So the Bible anticipates that when you're in trouble, you call to the Lord. Now, I just wanna say, well, how does that work? Well, if I'm in trouble and if I'm in an urgent need, I don't have time to craft a well-modulated uh, poem. I just go, help! Well, Greg, how should I call to the Lord? Depends on how urgent you, your need is. If you're, if you're on the last legs and really in real pain, then, then you just go, God, help. Father. Dad. I don't know how many dads there are in the room, but there's a certain thing when your daughter cries out, Dad, and it's full of fear, and she's, Dad, I'm moving before my brain registers. I heard it. 
what happens to fathers. Every father in the room knows that. I was in, I was in, the, I was in Target a, a little while back and a little girl cried out, Dad, it had that tone to it. And my daughter is 20 years past that age and I was moving towards her <laughs> before it registered. I go, this is not my daughter. I was like, okay, I'm gonna. We think, Jesus said, it's not the well modulation of you, it's not the words that you use, it's that, is that, because the Bible says, call when you're in trouble. And some of you are going, I don't know how to do it. you, You really do, I promise you. And in a little moment, we're gonna stop and we're gonna, I'm gonna ask Richard, he'll come up and Richard will be playing and I'm just gonna say to you, you know, go for it. And some of you are gonna go, all you're gonna manage is say, Father, help. And that's perfect. You call in trouble. Number one, second, the Bible says call in truth. Can I just say this about calling? One of the things we have to understand about God is that he doesn't, he doesn't see like people see. He sees right through everything. Everything is uncovered and, and laid bare before the eyes of him to whom we must give an account, the Bible says. There's nothing in my heart, there's nothing in my life he didn't see. So when we come and we try and present that <clears throat> gracious God, loving heavenly Father, Carlos Onacondia was asked to speak at a large event in South America. All these ecumenical people on stage and he was asked to open in prayer and he, he was like, oh, I better, and he, so he got up and he gracious God and loving Heavenly Father and the, and the Father said to him, what are you doing? He said, I'm, I'm opening in prayer. He said, okay, I'll talk to you afterwards. <laughs> Go ahead, I'll, I'll talk to you when you're finished. Sometimes we're scared to give voice to the truth of our hearts because we think that somehow if we spoke it out to him, it would shock him or offend him. Sometimes the Bible says God is near to those who call out to him and call out to him in truth. And sometimes you say, Dad, I'm, I'm at the end. I'm exhausted. doesn't feel like you're listening. David wrote the psalm, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from the words of my groaning? All I've had to do is, my, my tears have been my food day and night, and I call out to you, and you don't answer. Jesus said that's the kind of worship that God requires, those who worship in spirit and in truth. And somehow we think we have to hide what's actually there when we call, because somehow, the truth is going to offend the Lord. And it's not. He's big enough. But when you call in truth, just pause for a second and listen to what he has to say. Because his answer will give you life. His answer may adjust the way you're thinking. Probably will. His answer, but his answer will never hurt you and never separate you. His answer will always give you life. Number three, call with all your heart. Sometimes we present these things to the Lord as though they're not, they're not important. They're not all, and they are all. 
in Chronicles, the whole nation of Israel entered into a covenant to seek the Lord, the God of their ancestors, with all their heart and with all their soul. I will seek you with all my heart. Do not let me stray from your commands. Jeremiah, you will seek me and you will find me when you seek for me with all of your heart. How am I supposed to call? See, calling is not a, it's not a flippant gesture. It's not a casual, off-handed thing. This is a moment, a holy moment, where we come and we say, Father, with all my heart, I'm calling. Here's a moment here. This is a moment of truth. It's a holy moment because we have come in Jesus' name to call on a father who is the most faithful person in the universe and say, I don't understand. I'm in pain. I have lack. I'm in need. I'm hurting, but I trust you. And I'm calling. And when you do, he will hear. He will come near. He will answer. He'll deliver. He'll explain. And he'll change you. So I'm going to ask Richard if he would just minister to us and um, pretty much for the next five minutes I want to make of this church a caller's spring, a place where you can sit by the waters and just say, Father, this is what I'm calling. Some of you may want to write it down or type it into your notes or something and just say, Father, that's what I'm asking. Because I believe something's going to happen today. I believe that everything you, you ask with all your, every time you call with your whole heart, I think God's going to hear you and he's going to come near to you and he's going to answer you and he's going to deliver you out of some of the circumstances you're in and he's going to explain some of the things that you need to hear. And there is going to become a shift in your life. Some of you, it's going to be Psalm 18 with fire and brimstone and thundering from heaven and glory is going to shine around and you're going to see the breakthrough. It's not only going to be supernatural, but it's going to be spectacular as well. And power to you, I wish you many more. Some of you, it's going to be supernatural, but beyond tracing out, God's going to make it happen and you're going to sit there in a week or two's time wondering, how did we get here from there? I'm also aware that for some people in this place, this is not just a holy moment, but an exceptionally tender moment. Because of the loss and the grief and the pain and the hurt and the confusion that they've been facing. So I just want to start for the next couple of minutes just give a quiet moment in the quietness of your heart. I dare you to call out to our King. And then after a little while, I'd like to pray for the people who say, this has just been so, I just need someone to stand with me. I just need an arm around me while I call out to God. I just need someone to do, say it's going to be okay. And we're going to pray especially for those people. Father, we come to you in Jesus' name. And I know, Lord, that according to your word, you will hear. And Father, you will come close to us and you will answer us and you will deliver us and you will reveal your heart to us and you will bless us. So this is our call, Lord, in Jesus' name.
We could stay in that place, couldn't we? Just stay there for years. But I just want to take a moment. There are some people for whom this moment is especially tender. And I don't want you to walk out of this place feeling like you're alone. That your struggle, because the scripture says the enemy, one of the biggest lies of the enemy is he presses people to the edge of what they can handle. And he says, you know what? No one else is dealing with this, only you. So the scripture says brothers and sisters all around the world are going through the same things you're dealing with. And part of this, this I just wanted to pray. So if you're, if you're somebody who's sitting there in this, and there, there's a real sorrow in your heart, there's a real pain, I'm going to ask you to just stand where you are. And we're going to gather around you. And we're going to lay hands on you. And we're going to trust God to minister to you. So if you want that ministry, won't you stand, please, right where you are. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to ask the elders if you would just gather around and some of the deacons, if you would join us, please, and just help us make sure that if somebody's standing, that there's somebody standing around them. We just have some, there's still some people on this side, if, you, if there are some people available to go minister. Let's gather around some of these ladies. Thank you. Now, Lord, we speak out your comfort. Comfort, comfort, my people, says your God, and speak tenderly to her and tell her the sins are paid for and your season is over. Lord, I speak healing peace. I speak, Lord, that sense of your nearness. Pour, uh, Lord, myrrh on the door of their heart. I pray that they would... They would taste the fragrance of God everywhere they go, Lord, in every moment of their day. Comfort your people, Lord. Stand by them, Father. Hear their cry, Lord. We join our voices with their cry and say, Father, hear this cry. Hear this cry, Father. And Father, I pray wherever it's possible, would you do supernatural and spectacular for them so that they can see I know you said, Lord, it's blessed, it's better if you don't see, but Lord, I'm, I'm praying for some people, for spectacular as well as supernatural.
And Lord, I pray that in a few weeks' time when this entire situation is no longer there because you've healed and answered and delivered them, I ask, Lord, that you'd give us clarity in those moments to remember. If you did it, Lord, quietly, that we would remember, see what the Lord has done. See what the Lord has done because you are good and upright and kind and near to everyone who calls to you, Lord. Comfort your people, Lord. Quiet them with your love. In Jesus' name.